Have you ever thought of just packing up and leaving, just disappearing, falling off the map, going somewhere far, far away? Somewhere with a warm beach where you can chill on the sand or in a hammock with a cold drink, see new faces, take on new adventures in life and career? Our guest today did just that. Bye-bye, bitches! This is Beyond the Newsroom, a space for storytellers shaking things up in the world of media. I'm Crystal Chavez. And I'm Renata Sago. Gabriella Lindsay is a copywriter, a self-described serial entrepreneur and life management expert. I'm a mom of three. My husband and I live on the island of Antigua in the Caribbean West Indies. We're originally from Chicago and we've been abroad for about four and a half years now. We left in October of 2016. As she said, the Lindsay's live in Antigua right now, but their adventures abroad started in Mazatlan, Mexico. Okay, we've got an image of Mexico, like it's south of the United States. Where's Mazatlan? So Mazatlan is in the state of Sinaloa along the Pacific coast. Gabriela's parents had moved there first. Not too long after Gabriela's mother passed away, she decided it was time to stop talking about her years-long dream and time to go. She has said sometimes it takes death to realize you're not really living. Our kids, the first year they were there, went to a school that was like right at the top of a hill overlooking the ocean. So we'd walk them to school every single day and pick them up from school every single afternoon. Uh, They loved it. They were in school. We were there for two school years. So they all became fluent in both Spanish and English while they were there. The family has a YouTube vlog where you can see them doing all kinds of fun things like hiking and ziplining in Antigua. All right, Zuri. Both hands there. On that one that he gives you. Both hands. You got it? Yeah! <laughs> you ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. One, two, three, go. Yeah! <laughs> the vlog's called La Vida Lindsay. The landscapes are breathtaking and they're just the most beautiful family ever. It's sick. The vlog started as a way to update family about their new life south of the border. We wanted our friends and family to be able to see what we were doing. That was the easiest way for us to communicate with them and have them kind of be a part of our lives and our journey. We kind of continued doing that. Obviously, it started to grow. So now it is, you know, in part a money, you know, an income revenue stream for us, just slightly. Um, <laughs> and we now are doing it, you know, mostly just because it's like a really awesome, like, family home video thing, you know, like back in the day, you'd have like those home movies that you can put on the the VCR, but this is like the ultimate (laughs) version of a home video. So now we're really just doing, I mean, we really are just, you know, wanting to capture the memories and then have our kids to be able to look back on, you know, our time and our experiences, you know, where we've been. Lindsay and her husband got married in Mazatlan. They fell in love with the city by the sea's charm, people and culture. They had always said they would return someday to live there. In the U.S., she'd been working as an assistant principal, and her husband was a postdoctoral fellow at a university. They also had side hustles, volunteered, and of course were raising little kids while doing all of this. They were tired of the rat race and still struggling to make ends meet. 
Well, I think a lot of people, and I know this was true for us, we kind of got into this, this is how it's supposed to be kind of model. We were told, you know, you're supposed to buy a house, you're supposed to have two cars, you're supposed to have this type of a degree, you're supposed to have this type of job, you're supposed to get up, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to, all the shoulds, right? They People should on you all the time. And I think a lot of people, ourselves included, you know, kind of get, get caught up in that and you you kind of go with that because that's what your parents did or that's what your friends are doing or that's what your job expects you to do. But if you... Stop for a second and really look at your life, look at the things that you're doing, look at the things you like to do versus the things that you're doing just because they're expected of you. You really do start to see that you have choices. Lindsay's mother's death made her realize that tomorrow is not promised. So they sold their house, took a leap of faith and boarded a plane. I feel like a lot of times we have a lot more power to choose than we think we do. If you just decide, if you look and you see what you want, what you have, what you want, and how what it takes to get to what you want, you can make the decision to do that. And in making that decision, going against the grain, going against the fear, digging into the fear, as they say, jumping and building the net on the way down, you really can open up a world of possibilities. It just kind of takes being scared and getting outside of your comfort zone and trying it so you can decide to do something different. You have that power, even if you don't realize it. Yes. One of my favorite quotes is better an oops than a what if. So Lindsay moved her whole family from Chicago, which has its own set of opportunities and challenges to Mexico. And this wasn't just for vacation. It was like literally bye, bitches. We're leaving. So how was the transition for them? Yeah, you're right. Like it was, they said it's so different to be on vacation than to be scouting out your new home. So she's like, we had to get, you know, used to the slower pace of life, which they wanted, but they weren't used to it. Like it took more than two weeks for the internet to be installed and they were working from, from their computers. Even fast food, she says, wasn't that fast. She's like, you arrive and the food is made fresh. So you have to sit and wait a bit. Things like that, getting used to kind of slowing down and working on, you know, other people's time schedules a bit and being patient with that and not throwing your kind of Americanness into it was definitely a definitely an adjustment. (laughs) And I think about that when I see all the Amazon Prime vans outside my apartment. It's like everybody wants everything like snap. The State Department reports one and a half million U.S. citizens live in Mexico and that the country is the top foreign destination for U.S. travelers. I asked Lindsay what her experience was like as a black woman in Mexico. Well, the funny story is there is that I'm somewhat like racially ambiguous, I guess I would say. So a lot of times for myself, um, people thought that I actually was Mexican, but just from a different area, like a different part of the country. So oftentimes I would be out and people would walk up to me, especially if I was by myself, um, you know, just start speaking in Spanish, rapid fire, you know, and then being like taken aback when I was like, ah slow down (laughs) I got half of that can you like track back a little bit yeah people thought she was Brazilian Puerto Rican Dominican 
And then finally it was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm from America. What? How is that possible? And then I had to explain, you know, no, I'm black and from Chicago and America. And they're like, oh, that's weird. Um, so I really didn't personally get, you know, black woman in Mexico so much. But then even once we did go through that whole, <laughs> if we got that far, you know, they were just very interested and, you know, like, There were not a whole lot of black people in that area, and um, if there were, they would come like on the cruise ships just for the day or so. So I didn't really feel, you know, like anyone was treating me poorly because of being a black woman, or if anything, it was just kind of like curiosity and intrigue. But again, like I said, kind of racially ambiguous. So <laughs> I think that kind of might have made, you know, a difference there too. It's so interesting hearing her experience as a Black American traveling to Mexico. It's like we often separate the Black experience from the Mexican experience, too. I remember a friend of mine was just starting to research Mexican history. This had to have been like 10 years ago. And he was so excited to share what he was learning. And I remember him telling me, look, there are native Spanish-speaking Mexicans who are descendants of African slaves and colonial settlement and even earlier. But it's just not as much visibility in the mainstream. Lindsay also said they left the U.S. because she wanted her two black sons to live without fearing for their lives, and she wanted them to have a different experience than her black husband has had in the States. Gabriela says they've found Antigua to have some of the same qualities and characteristics that they loved about Mexico. I asked her if she has any regrets at all. Not a one. <laughs> Lindsay says she hopes to inspire others who may have it in their mind or heart to move and start a new life. I think that, you know, we look at moving abroad and, you know, us included before we did it as being something that only kind of, and I hate to sound this way, but like special people get to do or unique people get to do. But it's something that really anybody can do. And especially I think the pandemic especially has taught us that. So what advice does she have for others? She says, do your homework, go visit, do some recon. Talk to other expats about the logistics. I think a lot of people think that the moving abroad research and doing process is much more involved than moving to a different state. And it is, but there are also a lot of similarities in it. And, you know, if you can research enough to move from California to New York, you can research to move from California to Mexico or to France or wherever. The pandemic has also proved work really can be more flexible. You know, so many people have moved to remote work or have moved online or have found different, you know, means of making money, because that's usually a big question, you know, how do I make money? But now with so many things being online, you know, you don't have to have, you know, the nine to five sit in the office job anymore. And if you really want to do it, you know, that would be one of the first things to secure income, you know, online somehow or, you know, find a job abroad that will sponsor you to move. And Renata, you lived in France, right? Yes. Have you lived abroad? No, never. What's a place you'd like to go? Maybe not Mexico or maybe, but somewhere with a beach, mainly because of the ridiculous 
ridiculously high cost of health care in the U.S. High as hell. People in Mexico talk about how they pay the equivalent of one person's copay in the U.S. to get a house call from a doctor to see two people in Mexico. I read about that in the book, Why We Left, an Anthology of American Women Expats. You can read Lindsay's essay in that book. Janet Blazer compiled and edited the book. She's also an expat living in Mexico. Blazer's a journalist, and she left California because, well, no surprise, she was having trouble making ends meet. Janet was actually really good friends with my mom, and she was living in Mazatlan when we moved there, and she was really kind to our family and helpful, and so she was really integral in kind of helping us to navigate getting around the city, and she actually took us out surfing one time. <laughs> so we met, you know, just kind of around the way in Mazatlan. It's, it's a large city, but the expat population is small, and thankfully many of the expats there are really kind and want to support one another, and she was just one of those really kind and supportive people. So yeah, I'm so on board with this tiny home siesta life stuff because the rent is just too damn much. Would you consider leaving your country for a new life, taking your career or retirement elsewhere, reinventing this thing we call life? Or maybe you have already. Tweet us at BTN Honey. Beyond the Newsroom is produced with support from PRX and the Google Podcast Creator Program. <laughs>